How's it going, everybody? This is Alex Caceres, and you're listening to Story of the Fight. <laughs> our faces, <laughs> our faces when that cuts in was awesome. We're just both all yeah, just oh, <laughs> didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> That is oh, hilarious. Well, hey, what's up, Will? What's up? <laughs> Another week, a story of the fight. Uh, a little bit yeah. of a different time than what we usually do. We usually uh, try to do this at, uh, what, 9 a.m. Pacific time, 11 Central. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, today's Father's Day. It's Father's Day, you know. Happy Father's Day to Happy Father's all Day. the fathers out there listening. Thank you for tuning in to Story of the Fight. This is where we talk all things combat sports. My name is Romero. That's my boy, Will. What up? And yeah, if uh, you even remotely like our content, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. goes a long way. If you want to support the show, we don't try to sell you any crap. Yeah. But the best way to support is just tell a friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, there you go. Just tell them, hey, check out Story of the Fight. Like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And also, Spotify Breaker, Podcast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. And you can find us on social media. Yeah, it's uh, at Story of the Fight on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, YouTube, everywhere. doesn't get easier than that. It's just Story of the yeah. Fight everywhere. Story of the Fight everywhere. Yeah, if you can't find us, you're just not trying hard enough. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, try to find us. <laughs> hey, <Please>. but let's, uh, <laughs> let's get right into it because we're going to cover this entire card, right? Yeah, yeah, whole card. Uh, We're talking about it's, UFC it's a lot. Fight Night Austin. Austin. Crazy yes. card. Oh, my God, dude. From Joe Rogan was there as a fan? How crazy. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I know. I, it was nice to see him in the crowd. Dude, the pop that he got when they put him up yeah. on the screen. Is there anybody bigger than Rogan right now? I don't know. Not That's really, crazy, I don't think. Right? I mean, yeah. this is the fear factor guy. I know. <laughs> this <is the> dude, <laughs> it's yeah. nuts. It's, and now he's like the, the new Oprah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Dude, but yeah, dude hey, Oprah. So the main event, we had Josh Emmett versus Calvin Cater. Uh, this is a fight I was really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Josh Emmett, low-key, one of the top fighters in the UFC, sitting at 18-2. and two. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, because people kind of forgot because he's been out for so long, right? Because, man, uh, Jeremy Stevens, like, broke his face open, like, shattered the bones in his face when he knocked yep. him out. Uh, and then he tore his ACL in in the middle of his fight. Uh, so he's just been injured and recovering for so long that people kind of forgot that he was even in the mix, I feel like, because um, he kind of got lost in the shuffle. Because he's been fighting in the top 10 already for quite some time. And you don't really yeah. hear a lot of buzz no. around Josh Emmett. Well, because I think because um, up until this fight, and a little bit of this fight, but up until this fight, it's been a lot of waiting, 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 faint the left jab, throw the overhand right. And that's pretty much all he's done. Just waiting for the overhand right, overhand right, overhand right. And when he lands it, he puts people out. But it's kind of a one-trick pony kind of deal. Um, but it's gotten him very far. And that one trick is very good, but I think that's kind of why he's his wrestling is there. 
but it's kind of uh, one dimensional. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying maybe that's why people kind of don't consider him as like maybe one of the elite elites. It's because it's not like flashy. He's not doing he's not doing spinning wheel kicks and all this crazy shit. It's just an overhand right. But he mixed it up here in this fight. He was not just an overhand right today or tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, Calvin Cater, to somebody that uh, after he went up against uh, Max Holloway, everybody was wondering, you know, how is Calvin Cater going to be? He did the smart yeah. thing. He took an entire year off, mm-hmm. which I would like to see more fighters do right. Uh, and he came back very strong against uh, Giga Chikadze. Yeah. And uh, I was still curious. Like, are we going to continue seeing this Calvin Cater uh, up against Josh Emmett? So uh, what did you think of the fight overall? A uh, very good fight. It wasn't the crazy. I think it, um, by contrast to the whole card, it wasn't as like crazy as the entire card. But I thought it was a very good fight. I thought the decision was wrong, um, but it was a fun fight. It was a it was a competitive fight. Um, yeah, you know, Josh Emmett corner didn't think it was wrong. Like you're up four. Well, they, <laughs> they thought it was wrong because it wasn't four to one on anybody's scorecard. Yeah, but, yeah. Man, I thought that was a little crazy how they kept on telling him. They're like, dude, you're up two two rounds right now. And I was like, yeah, uh, I don't dude, know. It, in my opinion, that first round is a toss-up. That that first round could have been a 10-10. If they gave him out, that first round was very much even. <laughs> second round, I thought uh, I thought Cater took the second round. Uh, he started landing the jab a lot more, busted him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The third round, I thought Josh Emmett took that round. So I was like, man, this is a back and forth. Because I kind of leaned Cater in the first round, even though mm-hmm. very close. Second round, I thought, okay, Cater's finding his rhythm with the jab uh, and and making uh, Emmett miss a lot. Emmett was trying to do that shuffle step, switch hitting. Yep. Right, left hook, right overhand, left hook, right straight, shifting as he's doing it. Um, but couldn't quite get there uh, until the third round. He started landing pretty heavy. Um, and then I thought the fourth round, that's when Cater started, uh, making those adjustments with the elbows. Uh, cause, cause Emmett was closing the distance, right? Trying to land that left hook, trying to land the overhand, right? Getting in tight. And Cater starts throwing these elbows, massive elbows, spinning back elbows, uh, landing his jab, but they gave it to Emmett. And I was kind of surprised. I thought two, four and five went to Cater. Uh, first round being a toss-up, third round being the only clear round for me, for Emmett. What did you think? I mean, uh, I thought Calvin Cater won the fight as well. Now, the, the mm-hmm. thing, again, I always try to put myself in the judges' shoes, which is, yeah, like, it's really hard to understand where these judges are coming from sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, right before they started reading out uh, the, the judges' scorecards, I thought to myself, you know what? Whenever Josh Emmett landed, those were mm-hmm. heavy shots, and you saw, yeah. you know, Cater uh, react a little bit more to him. Where uh, mm-hmm. I guess Cater just peppered Emmett with the shots, yeah. a lot of jabs over and over and over again, and you mm-hmm. saw Emmett continue to move forward. Uh, so I was just asking myself, man, I wonder how much that's going to play a role yeah, in the judges yeah. viewing this fight, where they're just like, okay, you know, who's doing more damage, and well, you know, do they view Emmett as? landing the harder shots and delivering more damage. Yeah. I, I thought uh, Cater did a very good job with his defense, too. A lot of those big shots he was blocking before they actually got through. And then on top of that, uh, I thought that um, 
I thought that <clears throat> the fight earlier, the Kutatalaze fight, was a very similar fight where one person's jabbing, peppering with shots, the other person's swinging heavier and landing occasionally, not as much, but occasionally, but they gave it to the jabber. And then this fight happens and they gave it, they flipped it. And the weirdest thing is Chris Lee, the guy who has like the record for most uh, dissenting opinions on split decisions. He, he didn't give, he gave Kate around two, which I agree with. And round five, but not round four. And I thought round four was the clearest round of the whole fight. It's like, how do you give him round two, which was much more close, but not four? Four was like a clear cater fight or cater round. And it didn't really land much at all that round. So it's like kind of bizarre. Like, how do you give him two, but not four? Would you call call cater a one-trick pony? No, I think he knew what... Here's the thing, man. It's... I think he knew what he needed to do in this fight to beat a guy like Josh Emmett. And most of the time he did what he would have got the win. Like imagine it's crazy. Imagine you played a baseball game and you're like, man, I don't know. Do do we score a run when we cross home plate or do we score a run when we strike somebody out or does a hit scores a run? Like, I don't really know what scores anymore. Like imagine if they went into a game and didn't really know how to score. Cause that's kind of what happens in fighting. Like, like, this is how you beat a guy like Josh Emmett. You stay on the outside. You fr- you you shell up when he tries to throw the overhand because it's not going to do any damage. You jab him because you have the reach advantage. And uh, when he does get in tight, you throw the elbows and you outstrike him in three out of the the two or the five rounds. That's how you win the fight. Yeah. I, know, the one I, thing and, I didn't like that Emmett did though the adjustments. He started mm-hmm. ripping the body a lot more too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there was that that one picture, uh, which is I mean nasty yep nasty body shot uh but as far as like one trick pony uh one trick pony goes i don't think so because i i I think he just did what he needed to do against a guy in in this kind of a matchup but like when you watch the giga chikaze fight it's it's a it's a different fight he's not just jab because i mean in this fight he threw maybe five kicks um but in previous fights he throws a lot more kicks he mixes it up a little bit more um he he used uh a lot of clinch grappling against Chikaze against the cage, you know? So like, I think he just did use the tools he that he needed to use. Yeah. He, yeah. He, and, and he did it. <laughs> I, I mean, thought he won the fight. He's a fantastic boxer, man. He's a Very fantastic good. boxer. His footwork's phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's just so technical too. Well, you he know, doesn't, you very rarely find him out of position. Mm-hmm. His guard's always thing. nice. Yeah. Nice he doesn't overextend on the straight punches. Like he doesn't no, lean no, forward no. over his, his lead leg. Because if yeah, you do, yeah. you're going to get knocked out by Emmett. <laughs> where uh, you see Emmett kind of the opposite, where he does extend a little bit more. You know, <laughs> but he I has mean? to. And he has to, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, so it, it was nice of seeing Emmett's game plan go up against Cater's uh, game plan in this case, because you know that they're both going to just try to stay in the yeah. pocket somewhat and, and trade some blows. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, I just love seeing Calvin Cater, you know, h- how – clean and, and technical yeah. everything is with uh with his movement and and his defense looked so good i mean a lot of these shots he blocked i mean by the end of the fight don't get me wrong his eyes were sw- swelled up a bit and stuff but man his defense looked so good a- until he started ripping those bodies that's that was the hole that he was open and emmett took advantage of that i mean both I, of them were I mean, wearing it man i mean after emmett, the first round emmett was emmett's already bleeding was busted yeah i mean that's what happened to get jabbed up 
<laughs> it was a very good fight, though. Um, mm. You know, now this Paulie moves Emmett into fourth. In the, Somewhere the around there, for sure. Around there. Yeah. Uh, what does this do with Calvin Cater? Who does Calvin Cater fight next? Yeah, it's kind of a bummer that he gets set back a little bit, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, but it is, I am excited to see Emmett kind of step into that top of the division. But I mean, I don't, you look at the guys, uh, I, I, I don't think he really beats anybody above Calvin. Really? I mean, above Calvin, you have Yair, Ortega, Holloway, and Volk. And I just, that's tough, man. Just the skill set that he brings. I mean, on any night, he could knock anybody out, but nine times out of 10, most of the time, he's not beating those guys, I don't think. I mean, do you think Calvin Cater beats Ayaria Rodriguez, uh, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway? I think Calvin Cater beats Yair. I could very much see him beating Ortega uh, the, a similar way that Holloway beat him. Um, I don't see him beating Holloway, and I do not think he beats Volkanovski. Got it. Yeah, I mean, we already saw what happened with Max Holloway, right? Yeah. I, I just don't think he can bridge that gap. Okay. And and, and right. Emmett, uh, I mean, Max and Volk would love to fight a guy like Emmett, I think. <laughs> you know, and I, sure. I think those go very well for them. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, man, I, I just, I, I would like to see Emmett mix in some of that wrestling. I continue hearing about his wrestling, his college days. They were talking about it as well leading up to. By, mm-hmm. by the way. You have you have Calvin Cater and Josh Emmett, not the most like exciting guys. They don't have yeah like, very mild personality. <laughs> and all these fights were getting finished so quickly that they had to keep on going to these fight promos. And it was like the worst fight promos in the world. Where it's just Josh Emmett, like, yeah, man, like I just trained really hard and I I go to this recovery place in Sacramento. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's They're like, like show. <laughs> They're like showing him like doing gardening at like his mom's house that he bought or something. They're like, yeah, yeah, like what is going on right now? <laughs> Meanwhile, people are just getting murdered left and right on the card. <laughs> uh, but they had to go deep into the well for this one, man. Like, Dude, I mean, the, the well. prelims were over like at, like forty five minutes before the before the main card started. It was nuts. <laughs> it just it was kept, nuts. That's everyone was dying. Was. Yeah. All right, man. Great card. Uh, anything else on the uh, main event? No, no, that's it. I, I wish Emmett, I, or I wish Cater got the win. Um, I thought he won. All Two, right. four, and five. I'm a, I'm a right. Cater truther, I guess. You are. You are. <laughs> and we'll go on to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of truthers, so we have Kevin Holland versus Tim Means, Dirty Bird Tim Means. I know this was a the hard dirty one. Dirty Bird. Because you're a fan of both of these guys. But we've yeah. been Kevin Holland truthers. Go back. Go back. Yeah. To the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, literally the they, beginning of the show. <laughs> we've been talking about Kevin Holland. Uh, you know, we our first interview. Yeah. That was our first interview. Yeah, with uh Derwin Lamb. You know, yeah. we, we uh Shout out Lamb. coach at that time, uh Coach D. And I mean I mean, we've been preaching Kevin Holland for the longest time. One, I, I'm super excited to see him at Walter Waite. Oh, it's so clear that this is where he needs to be. This is where it's he should so be the entire time. Uh, he looks lean. He looks ripped. Yeah. He, he looks even faster. 
Uh, yep. One of my biggest questions was like, was he going to be able to maintain the power? Mm -hmm. He still has a lot of pop in his hands, man. Yeah. I mean, dude, on. he, 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 uh, man, it, and it takes two to tangle, right? And Tim means always just digs deep and starts throwing, you know, and, uh, against a guy like Holland is who, if you start trading with him, you better be, better be tight because he will find little holes because he's wild too, you know, and like he'll catch you in positions where you normally don't think someone's even going to be trying to hit you, you know, and uh, like, like Jacare, you know, yep. <laughs> like Jacare is getting up in his guard and gets knocked out by a punch. Like what the fuck? So, so like talking about a dream to, one second, the next second he's fucking putting your lights out. Dreaming. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, this, this fight, I thought Tim Means might be able to kind of, uh, kind of hold him against the cage and, and grind him out. But ultimately I was like, man, Holland's fresher. He's younger. He's in this new weight class. Uh, he's used to graveling with guys like Thiago Santos, you know, like big dudes. And so ultimately I, I, I picked Kevin Holland, but uh, man, you get in a firefight with, with Kevin Holland, like especially at welterweight, you better watch the fuck out because this dude's knocking out middleweights. And now he's in your division, and that's terrifying. Oh, and he'll be laughing and smiling while he's doing it. You know, like, and I'm seeing somewhat of a different <laughs> Kevin Holland. You know, he's not talking mm -hmm. shit throughout the entire fight. Seems like he's taking this a little bit more seriously now. Not that he didn't yeah. before. He, he was yeah. still training his ass off before, you know, but maybe having uh, a little too much fun in the octagon. That's something mm -hmm. I personally loved since the beginning. Yeah, same. But people were shitting on him because they're like, oh, you know, he's talking too much. He's playing too much. Yeah, you liked it when he was winning, and now he's he he has a couple losses, and everybody's shitting on the guy for it, you know. But <laughs> yeah. hey, it, it's just him. But you you, you saw him kind of talk a little bit, mm -hmm. and then he did the same thing where he like he says a couple of things, and then you know Tim Mean smiles, and when he smiles, Kevin Holland's like Pap! like right in his face. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh damn man, but <laughs> uh, he, he still I, has a little bit of like some wild exchanges. It's a little bit of wasted energy in the in the shots, right? Yeah, but the thing I noticed is that, like, where before he did this thing where he used to, like, lean back and still keep on swinging yeah. heavy hooks, he was a little bit smarter on his exits. Like, yeah. he, he was willing to exit and willing to wait for another opportunity to, to have some more exchanges instead of just staying in there and eating some unnecessary mm -hmm. shots, which I was like, whoa, yeah. this, is, this is different. And, I like it. and not, not only that, but it's necessary, especially against a guy like Tim Means, because he will crack you as you try to walk away, you know, like... The, the dude's a dog in there. Tim, the dirt, yep. He's a dirty bird, you know? <laughs> he, he was uh, he was still taken down a couple times, but mm -hmm. showed a lot of urgency in getting back up. Did an excellent yeah. job getting back up. And even then, he still stuffed a, a few takedowns. Yeah. You know? Um, and and I, I think that in those moments where he starts having those wild exchanges, mm -hmm. at, you know, maybe midway through the first round or going into the second round, some of his opponents are able to read, okay, here comes a wild ex exchange. Yeah. And that's when they take the opportunity to try to take him down. They catch him off. Position. Yeah. Cause it's easy. Right? Yeah. It's easy. Especially the way he would throw. Like you said, he does get, he did at least get out of position a lot more than he did in this fight. So yeah, you're able to just time it duck under, yep. take him down while his feet are crossed or something, you know? And, uh, but, dude, overall, didn't happen tonight. overall though, he, is it the first commission win? Ooh, Got him it? with the Dars. I think it's his first in the UFC, at least. In the UFC. I don't think he, I don't think he has a submission yet in the UFC. I could be wrong. Travis Luter. Travis Luter, BJJ. Black belt. Ultimate, ultimate fighter. He calls that out all the time. 
Yeah. Um, no, but so this moves him to 23 and seven now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, did you see all the drama that he had with this, uh, this uh, bookie or. Oh, I thought you meant the, the crime that he stopped the day before the fights. Cause he uh, keeps stopping stop crime. One? Yeah. Like a perfume thief or something at the mall, chased him down and got it. What? It's like the fourth time now in, the, in like just one year. What is it with this guy? Yeah. Everyone's like, call him the Darce Knight because he got the Darce choke. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's man. sick, dude. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> no, but uh, no, yeah, with, with Kevin Holland, man, I, I think if we continue seeing this evolution of Kevin Holland, you know, and continues growing and finding himself as a fighter, uh, yeah. I could easily see him breaking into top seven, top five, yeah. maybe. It, it, it's tough because while welterweight is clearly where he needs to be, I mean, look at him in this picture. Like, the dude's ripped at welterweight. Yep. And he's not going to get held down by guys bigger than him because uh, that was his biggest weakness, clearly, at, at middleweight. But the, the problem now is when you look at the top five at welterweight, there are some very heavy pressure wrestlers. You know, So, like, once he does get to that top five, because I think he is capable of making it there, it's, yep. it's tough going once he gets to that five. Uh, guys like Usman, I mean, Bilal Colby, Bilal Muhammad, like but all those guys probably probably beat him with the wrestling pretty easily. Um, Ooh, can you imagine a Vicente Luque versus Kevin Holland though? Oh, like that's that's a yeah, that's an instant classic right there. Oh my! I would God. love to fight of the night. By yeah. the way, uh, but there's a lot of fun fights for him, man. Uh, even breaking into the top fifteen, you know, with a, like a Li Jing Liang, Michelle Pajeda. Oh, good one. That's a that's Steel, a great Jeff one. Neal. Yeah, I, I yeah. mean, there's a they lot fought of before, really right? exciting fights. Have they fought, I want to say they, they fought in Texas? In, uh, in Texas, the next KO, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Back um, in the day. Back in the day, yeah, dude. Uh, so <laughs> Kevin Holland, mad props. I love how he showed a lot of respect to uh, when the Texas fans started booing during yeah. the uh and uh kevin hall was like nah man yeah don't blew this guy don't you know, blew this guy shit. i mean they both don't, after don't the fight they were both cracking up it was like hit the three of them the ref and then the, them two were just cracking up together and it's like damn you guys just went to it. i mean he was cracking tim means <laughs> he was cracking on some of those combos i love tim means man that guy goes to war every time oh dude, One guy that had anybody prime... that listens to the podcast knows you're a big uh, dirty bird fan they took it they took his prime away man Took his prime away. Tainted supplements took him out for too long. How, how long was he out? I think like he was already out because they gave him they gave him two years. I, I want to say they gave him two years, and it was Damn. in the middle of the second year that they were like, "Oh, actually, our bad." <laughs> and he was like, "Okay, I guess I'm back." Like, Damn. You guys fucked me. <laughs> like, thanks. That's up, man. Yeah, That's he was on a roll. Uh, all right. Anything else on this one? Nope. Love both those guys. Fun fight. All right. Uh, next fight, we will be covering Joaquin Buckley versus Albert Drive. Wild fight. Sometimes Joaquin Buckley looks like a world beater. <laughs> and then sometimes it looks like he has zero takedown defense. <laughs> Man, uh, there was drama leading into this, there was right? There I was guess, uh, Drive was saying, <laughs> look at him. Look at this picture. Yeah, uh, look Duar- at that. Drive was saying that they used to be training partners, and the reason that he he took this fight was because he thought it was going to be it's an easy, be easy fight from. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And then you're- that didn't age well. <laughs> and then Joaquin's like, "What?" <laughs> that didn't age well, dude. How he was still standing after that first head kick. This is yeah. This is the one here. He ate that clean. 
Holy. Get it clean. Dude, I mean, you, this looked like someone who's like, I've trained with this guy a lot. This was like the flip of what Dariah thought. Like, Dariah thought, like, okay, I've trained with this guy. I know exactly what he does. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to have an answer for everything he does. And Bucky's like, hey, I trained with you too, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do that. And that's what happened. Like, yeah. this went for Buckley how Dariah thought it was going to go for him. You know? And with Buckley, man, I, I like you said, they're both each other's training partners. So I wonder mm-hmm. if Buckley thought, like, hey, this guy's going to expect me to come in here and just throw hands. And instead, Buckley was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just throwing Dude. all these kicks. This was illegal, right? But it happened. It's like one of those things where, like, like if if you throw an overhand and I like am like turning to like shoulder into you or something, and you hit me in the back of the head, like that's technically illegal. But I also I was moving into it because like dude straight kicked him right in the face as he shot for that <laughs> takedown. Yeah, so and for he had a knee down. Just uh, listening, it's a picture yeah. of uh, Joaquin Buckley that's kicking Uriah right in the face. Yeah, just uh, shin to face. Down. Yeah, <laughs> while he's down. but it was one of those things where he was throwing the kick right as drive was going down so he literally went into it so it's like yeah that a, i have no idea how that's supposed to so work it's not joaquin buckley shin hitting his face it's Dariah's face headbutting yeah. joaquin buckley shin <laughs> exactly i mean that's I on mean, him that's on him at that point and i think that's kind of how they judge it. they're like you shouldn't have shot there dude like <laughs> <laughs> but dude was getting cracked <laughs> left and right man that that left hand from buckley he was throwing it, dude. He was it. Th- this looked like I said. This looked like someone who knows exactly how somebody fights and has sparred with them a bunch of times. And he's like, "I can catch you with this left hand every time you come in, and when you step back, I can catch you with the left high kick." And that's what happened over and over and over again, to the point where Dariyev's eye was nasty. I mean, look at this shot. This was there was a moment where. Buckley was just flow state, right? We talked about it last week. Flow state, when everything you're throwing is landing. And he, like, took a step back and, like, did some shit with his hand. He was like, huh? And it was like, come here. And then he walked in and just, like, bah, 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 and then dropped him. And it was like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, it, it was so good, man. It was so good. There's one picture. I think it's this next one. I mean, look at this. Oh. I mean, what a, moto. Ter- what a terrifying picture. I mean, he looks absolutely terrified that Buckley's I mean, coming at, at point- him. Uriah's eye is completely closed, his left eye. It's swollen yeah, shut. Swollen shut. And he has to have his right eye like extra open just to probably try to see anything. And at that point, your depth perception's gone, right? You don't know what's coming. You don't know where anything is. You don't know if you're in range or out of range. And I mean <laughs> I mean, this was a beatdown. Yeah. It was a beatdown. Again, Uriah did not age well. Him saying that no. he took this because it was an easy fight. Yeah, and and you could tell Buckley took that personally. Oh, dude, he was fighting with the chip on his shoulder. There's so much pressure yeah. from the very beginning, uh, uh, and you could tell that Duraev felt that pressure and that he knew he lost that first round because he showed more desperation in the second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the takedown attempt seemed a little more desperate. Um, so, dude, overall, it was just walking Buckley. How, how cool would it fight. have been if he? I don't even know what it was. It was like the end of the second. They, they called this at the in the third, right? The beginning of the yeah, third. Yeah, they going into the third. So it was, I think it was the end of the second, probably like right after this, where Dariah's eyes swollen shut. So it's like, what time is it? When is it best to throw some flashy jumping shit? Probably when the guy only has one eye, right? Because he doesn't yeah. even know if you're in range. 
So Buckley runs at him and jumps up, does like a switch turning side jump, a switch jumping turning. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think I think you would call it. I don't even know what you would call it. <laughs> Nowhere near, but but <laughs> like how cool would that have been? <laughs> and if Look anybody's gonna pull it off, it's Buckley. Look at that picture too. <laughs> yeah. What a cool. I mean, that's one that Buckley needs to frame. Dude, if I'm Buckley, I'm framing this one right here. That is going. <laughs> that's going like as soon as you walk in the front door of the house. That's what you should be greeted with. Either, oh, either that or in the bathroom. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, great night for Buckley, though. Uh, not so much for Drive. They're both now fifteen and four. Both fifteen and four. Yeah, Buckley at least has more promise on this. Shout out, baby Drew. Good to see y'all later in the evening. This is baby Drew. Not sure if y'all remember me. Definitely one of the early OGs on the channel. For Thanks sure, for joining man. us. I mean, how are you going to forget a name like Baby Drew? You know what I mean? Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't forget it. Yeah. <laughs> nice to see him back, though. Um, yeah. All right, man. Uh, anything else, though, on that Buckley fight? Uh, no, I, but I am glad. It was a very fun fight, and I think Buckley, uh, he showed some takedown defense that, that definitely uh, was much needed. So I'm glad to see that, and I do hope. I know there's drama. People, Some people don't like him because of all the drama with uh, the James Krause, but I, I want to see more exciting fights from him, so I'm glad he got the win. He looked phenomenal. For sure. For sure. All right. We'll move on to the next fight. Next fight we're going to be covering is Magulov versus Kutateladze. Kutateladze has been gone for so long, huh? This was, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a good fight to kind of cleanse the palate. A little bit because yeah, because it's been so crazy up until this crazy yeah <laughs> fight leading up to this, and not to say that this fight was boring, because this fight very much like the main event was a very, very technical clean, technical fight. Yeah. You know? So for for <laughs> for a lot of the Austin fans that were there and were like, "What the hell's going on with this fight?" Like, <laughs> have they not seen what they're supposed to be doing? Look at all the other guys and gals, you know. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, at some point, to kind of hear the the crowd getting restless, and you know, I think they even tried to boo at they, one point. They booed a little bit. Like, Dude, what are they? What are you doing? You're like, this is a great fight. <laughs> it's a fantastic the, fight. The the striking and the grappling exchanges were so they're so evenly matched. It was such a good match. When they when we previewed this episode and we saw these guys fighting, we're, I think both of us were like, "Oh, that's a good one." And I picked. I think if Kuta Deladze was was fighting this whole time and he wasn't out for what like two years, he like I'm pretty sure he tore his ACL and then like re-injured it or something like that. Um, I think he probably wins this fight. Um, but Ismogulov, man, that jab, holy smokes! And and the defensive wrestling was there. Um, again, kind of weird that they gave this to Ismogulov for fighting in a very similar ma- manner that Cater did. Uh, it's just weird. And, that, and then with Cater, they're like, nah. They're like, we've had enough of this. <laughs> we saw it <laughs> once tonight, all right, buddy? We've had our fill. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, dude, so I, I'm just going to read off my notes real quick because uh, with both of these yeah. guys, I just wrote down both of them rarely out of position. Uh, I yeah. love the level changes, a lot of head movement, a lot mm-hmm. of feints. It was hard for one or the other to kind of pick up a rhythm because there was just so much going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was just like the giant chess match that you just saw yeah. between these two guys. And like I said, I really, really appre- appreciated this matchup, especially yeah. after just the craziness and chaos <laughs> yeah. uh, that we had leading up, leading to, up to it. So uh, yeah. props to both guys, though, man. It was such a, a technical fight. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, 
I, I don't really know what, what else to say about it, to be honest. Um, just a very, very good, good fight. Both those guys are top, top notch. And it just kind of shows you how crazy that division is. Is Magulov 24-1? Uh, what was that? Is Magulov 24-1? Is he 24-1? 24-1, brother. 24-1. Uh, let's take a look to see. I think they said 19-fight win streak after he had uh, his hand raised. Uh, his last, win streak. Yeah, his I think you're right. Loss came in uh, 2015 against Ramazan Esimbaev. Ever heard of that guy? That sounds familiar. I do. I I beat him? Him. Maybe I watched That's that fight. Idea. Maybe I maybe last time he came up, I was like, let's see what his loss was. Maybe I tried to find it or something because it does sound familiar. Yeah, never heard of that guy in my life. <laughs> but dude, this guy's on the tear, man. Yeah. This guy's on Very the good. tear. All right. All right. We again we have a lot of fights to cover. We're 35 yeah. minutes in, right? So we'll kind of I don't want to say breeze through them, but uh we'll, we'll just cover as much Summer as we quick. can. Yeah, Gregory Rodriguez versus Julian Marquez, the Cuban Missile Crisis versus RoboCop versus Ro- I mean, hey, classic phenomenal dude. nicknames, dude. Really, honestly, one of the better nickname matchups that we've seen <laughs> I mean, up there. I think I saw someone that was like RoboCop Four, the Cuban Missile Crisis, or some shit. Like that. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> it's classic. That's a, they should have just cut a promo like that. I would rather see yeah. that promo versus seeing how Josh Emmett recovers. After training, <laughs> during all that yeah. time that we're waiting in between, uh, yeah. But man, uh, <laughs> Marquez. This was dude. crazy, man. This is a crazy fight. I think this is the hardest I've ever seen Marquez get cracked. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, this fight probably could have been <laughs> Maybe called just Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> he says this was such an insane fight. Uh, says Baby Drew. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, this is probably the hardest I've ever seen Marquez get cracked. Mm-hmm. Showed a lot of heart in this fight. Yeah, because, I mean, right off the gate, Robocop is cracking him. Takes his back. It was so slick the way he took his back. And then uh, end up getting off and then right back to cracking him. And I was like, man, this is... Mar-. I even told Katie, like, after the first exchange, I was like, Marquez is getting knocked out in this fight just because... He looked kind of slower, and he wasn't really getting there. And What's and Robocop was just bop, 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 right in there. Look at this picture. Look at this picture. I mean, yeah, looping yeah. left hook. Open. And where is Rodriguez's uh, shot? Where is it coming? Yeah, just straight down the middle. Yeah, straight down the middle, man. Straight down yeah. the middle. Bruce Brobtrotter, uh, shout out, says uh, Julian Marquez deserved to get knocked out for his Miley Cyrus "Be My Valentine" nonsense. Like, shut up with that cringy nonsense, bro. It wasn't even that, honestly. It was. <laughs> That that was okay for me because then Miley Cyrus like responded. She's like, "I'm down." And then instead of like just going with it, Marquez was like, "All right, that was the now, bad part." He was like, "Now you got to do this or like he like yeah, all right, now you got to do this, post this video or something." And she was like, "I'm out. I'm done." Like, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, you you did it. You shot. Okay, you shoot your shot. Yeah, you shoot your shot, and then you run over there and you block yourself before the shot goes in. Yeah, this right here doing? was. This was this is when he first called her out and he got the response. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and then she was like, then? she was like, I'm down. And then Marquez was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Laid out. Laid out. And Bruce yeah. Bachar says, love seeing cringy dudes like him get separated from consciousness. Yeah. Look, dude. And the thing is this. He reminds <laughs> me of those like goofy WWE wrestlers with their cheesiest yeah. promos. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I kind of enjoy – 
Julian Marquez are his promos super cheesy? Yeah, but he's in exciting fights. And his funds are his his funds. His fights are fun, no matter what. Win or lose, I thought you were talking about like his finances, his funds. I was like, where we go with this? What do you know that we don't know? Yeah, doesn't he have a podcast with a with a porn star? Does he? I'm pretty sure. Good for him. Bruce Bobtrotter, I might send you out on a mission if you want to try to find out Julian Marquez. I'm pretty (laughs) sure he has a a podcast with a porn star. Put that in the comments. That'd be great. Or Nat, because I can only imagine the type of comment that Google search would send in. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. This is the family show. As always, man. Uh, But that was one of the quick fights. Yeah. I mean, it it was one of those things, like I said, Robocop cracks him, takes his back, gets off, cracks him again. I'm like, "This this is it. But then Marquez started cracking him back. And Robocop said, I'm a Robo I'm Robocop, and then just knocked yeah. him out. And that was it. Exactly. That was exactly all she wrote. Right. Quick fight. No cheesy fight. promo for Bruce Bob Trotter. We'll move yeah. on to the next fight. Yeah. Uh the next this fight. This was my covering. most exciting. This was what I was looking forward to the most. Adrian Yanez versus Tony Kelly. Why were you so excited for this, Will? Because Adrian Yanez, we've been watching him since long time ago right before he was mm-hmm. in the ufc and actually has commented on on episodes of our show uh before which is super hey, cool shout out Adrian um yeah bruce bob trotter says beauty and the beast podcast is uh, oh, uh julian marquez thank you bruce bob trotter appreciate that My guy yeah and uh so adrian yanez we talked about it before rarely do we see somebody in mma who uh has very good offense with their hands, but at the same time has incredible defense. And we talked about it earlier with Calvin Cater. He doesn't pull himself out of position, but Adrian Yanez goes another step further. And even when you hit him and he's in position, much easier to take the shot. The way he is able to roll with shots and cut angles out is second to none. I said it last time, uh, his last fight, that I haven't seen someone as good at that since John Jones. And I still stand by that because he looked absolutely incredible in this fight. There, there was a part during this fight that made me uh, kind of upset, right? And mm-hmm. it's when what well, it was right after the fight might have been right after the fight. It, it was when Karen Bryan was like, "Hey, I asked Dean Thomas, which is the prospect that you're most excited to see? Which prospect should I look out for tonight?" Yeah, and she's like, and he told me Adrian Yanez, and you were right. And I was like, yeah. okay, t- calm, calm down. Yeah. I don't consider it exactly a prospect anymore. No. He's arrived. He has yeah. arrived. Anybody that's been watching the UFC for the last yeah. year, year and a half, should know by now Adrian yeah. Jonas is the real deal, man. Yeah, he very real. Fight. He's super fast. He's got some of the best hands in his weight mm-hmm. division. Like you said, his defense as well, his ability to roll with the punches, and not just roll with the punches, but counter off the roll as well. Yep. Dude, he's money, man. And, and usually, going into his fights, a lot of respect, very calm, Yeah. a lot of drama here. A lot of drama. Big drama show. But let's not forget. Big drama show. Let's not forget. Yeah. Let's not forget. Tony Kelly was involved in some controversy last time we heard his name when he was cornering Andrea Lee. And what, what did he say? He's like, that dirty the fucking dirty, Brazilian or something. Not our words. Yeah, Those not our words. Yeah, Tony, Tony, Kelly's, Tony words. Kelly's words. <laughs> Listen, uh, but yeah, so a lot of hate going into this. He said some stuff about Adrian Yanez going into it, and then middle of the fight, they're talking shit, and then Adrian Yanez is like, "All right, dude, 
cool. I'm just going to knock you the fuck out. And he did. And the other thing I want to shout out for Adrian Yanez is, and this is something that he's done in the past, but in this one, it has, it took another level. Last time it was the shoulder rolling and or not shoulder rolling necessarily, but just rolling with punches and, and making sure that he's in position for follow-up shots. But in this one, the way he was able to not only do that, but also angle out and he's always angled out really well, but dude, dude was like, you remember in Dragon Ball Z where like once, uh, uh, Never watch it. Well, actually, Goku, I, no, I lie. I did watch it sometimes. Once Goku realized that he could, uh, fuck, of course the one time Rich isn't here. I can't think of the word, uh, but it's when they can like, uh, they can like phase out. They're so fast that they can just like pop and like pop up behind somebody. And then like, da da da. that's like, what he was doing. Works. Yeah, basically. I can't think of the fucking phrase right now, but dude, he was angling out and cracking Tony Kelly from like behind, like, Tony Kelly would be trying to counter and Adrian Yanez is literally angled out and is around the corner hitting him still. It was insane. He's like, ah, like where, the, where am I going to hit from? Like, it was insane. I, watching it, I was like, this guy is absolutely incredible. So good. And props to his corner too because I, I know that they saw something probably in film and they probably thought, hey, Tony Kelly throws this left body kick and he's very lazy after throwing yeah. that left body kick. Because over and over and over again, he would catch that left body kick. And yeah, and then left a heavy left hook, yeah. right in the face. Multiple Dude, times. one thing, one thing that that MMA, I, I said it last week, but um, every once in a while, there's like this is the new thing, like calf kicks, right? And then we were like, oh, maybe maybe uh, attacking leg locks from guard is going to be the new thing, just to get up. Um, we haven't really seen it that much since then. We saw it a bunch that one night. It was crazy. Um, but the new thing, dude, lead hooks, not not mm. check hooks, lead hooks. Yeah. That is coming through in MMA. And there's some guys who are at the top right now that are able to do it. And Adrian Yanez is one of them. And he was able to. His left body hook is really good, but he but up top is what where where this is going to start coming through. Um, Jack Della is the other one who is very good with his lead left hook. Again, not not a check hook lead left hook like Roy Jones, Roy Jones Jr. But Adrian Whoa. Yanez, well, he was, man, his lead hook was crazy. I mean, he would like jump Roy across Jones the ring Jr. with it. Yeah. That good? Dude, I mean, but well, I'm not saying he's like that, but I'm saying the strike like that, that lead left hook like like uh, Roy Jones Jr. Well, I lead hook. I see what yeah. you're saying. Okay. Okay. I yeah. thought you were comparing his lead left hook to ro- the great to ro- Roy no, Jones. No, not quite there. Not quite there. Uh, okay. Baby Drew says, love that photo. Um, but That's a fantastic photo. But, but it's again, it's countering off a, off a kick. Um, takes him right off his feet. But the other thing that Adrian Yanez was doing was uh, Tony Kelly was fighting southpaw, right? So he was throwing that left body kick. Because that's what you, if you're if you're open stance, right? You're not closed stance with somebody. You want to throw that rear body kick because it goes right across the, the, the midsection. Um, but, and what that also does is it takes away that left hook to the body, right? Cause if I'm southpaw now my liver is facing you, uh, and that left hook is not going to hit my liver, but mm. dude, Yanez, his ability to cut those angles when he was angling out and stepping over the side, he's around the corner. Now the left hook is there again. Like he literally was getting himself into position to hit the left hook to the liver on a southpaw. Like that is so high level. I don't think I've ever seen it in MMA. Like, like you said, he is there. He is no longer a prospect. No, no, it, dude. In my, in my eyes, you know, with his last few performances, I, I, I just didn't consider him a prospect anymore. Look at the, the dude face on Giannis here. Look at the face on Tony Kelly. Hurt him. 
Yeah, he he's not he doesn't and, know what's going on at that point. And we can't show it, but right after this, I forgot the ref who was refing this fight, but straight kicks Tony Kelly right in the face. Oh, when he's jumping <laughs> in trying to he's he yeah. stepped over him and he just kicks him right in the face. Yeah, that was solid too. That, yeah, it was a yeah. solid shot. Between the uh, the shin from the ref and those blows from uh, Giannis, yeah, you could tell. I Kelly mean, again, he's he's, he's, right there. he's behind him, hitting him. I mean, the guy's angles are incredible. I mean, obviously, we're high on him, but I mean, I was so impressed. You know what? I because there's drama from a few different fights, and what I was thinking about this, especially after the Giannis fight, I was like, man, you know what's so fucking cool about MMA is that yeah. they could have all this drama, and at the end, and then they fight. they settle it, they fight, yeah. You know what I mean? They well, fight. they kind of settled it in this one, but I I forgot what uh I forgot the actual quote. But <laughs> Tony Kelly was like, he's like, I wasn't out after the fight, and Adrian was like, you were out, and then he was like, you were out. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, Tony Tony Kelly was like, I was never out, and then Adrian was like, yeah, you were, and then, then Tony Kelly was like, out? no, you were out, and then, then, then and then Giannis said, you were facing the other way. <laughs> I mean, they okay. Tony Kelly was concussed. Let's let's be real here. Yeah, because to have like a first grader response to like, no, you no, were out. you were. Dude, <laughs> watch the replay. <laughs> You're on the ground looking the other way, oh, getting kicked in the face interesting. by. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Uh, all right, next fight. Yeah, moving into the prelims. I think right. Yes, props to Adrian Giannis. Now we'll move on, uh, and I believe the fight before this was uh, Jazz Devicious versus Silva. Yep. Right? All right. So let's go and cover that, Natalia Silva. Yeah. Um, not much to talk about this, to be honest, because it was very one-sided. Um, but I just wanted to shout it out because uh, this division is absolute dog shit, and we finally are starting hey, to get man. some talent in it. Um, I mean, it is what it is, but Natalia Silva... Uh, those leg kicks beat up her leg instantly. Uh, her counters were incredible, moving laterally. Jasavis just was just walking forward the whole time, getting lit up every time she'd counter. Silva's leaning out like Anderson Silva, just boom, boom, and she's gone out. Uh, Jasavis was, was seven and one going into this, and after watching Natalia Silva's flawless performance, I thought to myself, "Is Jasavis should she be in the UFC?" Like, Dude, that's that's how level? dramatic it was. Yeah, it was <laughs> perfect. Like yeah, a totally different level, man. Totally different, completely level. different level. Everything for um, Natalia just seems so natural in there. Well, that's the thing. She took what Jazavicious was giving her, and and used it right. Jazavicious initiated this clinch, and she's like, "Oh, okay, head and arm throw." Uh, she's walking in heavy on her lead leg. Cool, blasting outside leg kicks. She comes in reckless. Hit you with a couple pot shots, lean out of your shots, circle away. Literally everything she did was given to her by Jasmine. And that's yeah. Dude, her lateral movement too, nonstop. Yeah. Nonstop yeah. lateral movement. Um mm-hmm. I at the end of this fight, I thought to myself, have you seen a more flawless performance this year? And Ooh. I know that might be a little, a little you know, recency bias hyperbole. Yeah, just a little bit. But, but it was flawless. Dude, it was so good, man. And the thing yeah. is that we've seen really good performances where we, uh, you know, somebody might knock, like uh, Rodriguez. We saw a great performance knocking yeah. Julian Marquez out that first round. Yeah, right? correct. But this was three straight rounds, fifteen minutes of Natalia mm-hmm. Silva 
with phenomenal footwork, yeah. high, high output, uh, and <clears throat> her cardio was nonstop mm-hmm. and just picking Jastavicious apart. Yeah, I mean, she looked – I am so excited to see her next fight. Who was the girl that fought last week uh, on the same card – or not on the same card, but Sorry, in, in weight class? Yeah, the, the, the Bruce Bob Bob comment. Yeah. The, family, the family show, though, so we won't air that one, but uh, just know. <laughs> it's hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Just hilarious. Uh, <laughs> what do you? Sorry, think? I was distracted. Will, what you? <laughs> yeah, but uh, but who who is the girl? I can't think of her name now. Uh, she came in there and, and got the submission. She cracked her, got the takedown as she cracked her, and then got the submission. Uh, um, I cannot think of her name for the life of me. Um, uh, but she looked phenomenal, and finally, we're starting to see some talent in this division. And I think in a couple more matchups, these girls are going to be at the top of the division, and it's going to be very fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, as soon as this fight was over, I started thinking to myself, I, I mean, let's see here. Let me take a look at the division real quick. It's crazy. This division makes you think anytime you see a performance like this, you're like, title shot? <laughs> we got ourselves a contender. Yeah. <laughs> the, the classic, you know? Yeah. The giant yeah. Uh, But I, I mean, what I did think during this fight, though, is people in the top 10. Yeah, oh, for bad. sure. For sure. And what I did think is because the division is so shallow, if Silva does eventually fight Shevchenko, that it might be it might be worse than than Rose versus Carla. Mm. Because mm. both are going to just... <laughs> Silva's just going to be laterally moving, waiting for Shevchenko to come in, and then Shevchenko's both just going to be standing there like Yoel Romero, waiting for Silva to come in, and they're just going to look at each other. And then, and then Shevchenko's going to force... A clinch situation because she doesn't know what to do when you don't walk into her and then silver just gonna toss her and then they're gonna get up and just do that for five rounds i mean i'll watch <laughs> because it though i'll still watch it don't get me wrong <laughs> all right uh anything else on that fight no no but all excited right. for silva's next fight me too top five uh yeah. so <laughs> Title shot, the, the next fight we're gonna cover jeremiah wells versus port mcgee Man, you hate to see Court McGee go down like that because he's always—he's just a very cool guy. Been in the UFC forever. I don't. When's the last time he's, he was finished? Has he ever been finished? Uh, I don't think so. I can't pull up didn't, topology because I, I have had, a slideshow. But I think they had said right that uh, it had been a very long time since he had been finished. I don't remember oh, the last time here. he was finished. Lost, lost, lost the punches versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Back Ooh. in 2016, sir. so six years ago was six the last years time ago. he was finished. Yeah. Six and wasn't ago. that the crazy eye poke fight too? I don't know. But, yeah, you hate to see a guy like that go down like that. Um, but going into this, I thought the odds were crazy. I was like, dude, Wells should be a massive favorite in this fight. I don't think people realize who this guy is. Um, his last fight, he beat Blood Diamond, and everyone's like, Blood Diamond's dog shit. He's Izzy's boy, and he's so bad. Like, what is he thinking? It's like, well, also, Wells is very good. How about that? Yeah. Like, what about that as an option? <laughs> he has so much power. Uh, and, I, like, I was just thinking, did anybody on McGee's team do the research and say, hey, Wells <laughs> has a lot of reach. And so, is willing to use it. <laughs> yes. Because that's so the maybe big difference. maybe instead of just taking stretch, steps back, mm-hmm. moving some of the – using some of the Natalia Silva lateral movement, but – yeah, his his steps needed to be so much larger than they actually were because he'd take a step yeah. back and think he was out of range, and pop, mm-hmm. he'd get caught. With and, yeah, mm-hmm. 
and, and that's actually how he got knocked out. And it was quick. I mean, it was what a minute in, minute and a half in, um, and eventually, yeah, he yep. got cracked. And, uh, round one. I mean, that's how quick it was. Those nice were really the only there. pictures I could find. Uh, there wasn't the a lot of fight. Of, uh, Take pictures Jeremiah of Wells just laying a hammer down on Cormac McGee while Cormac McGee seems to be out. Gives a peace sign. Oh, d- damn, he is giving the peace sign as he's getting punched. <laughs> Look he's at that. Rappers, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> but d- d- this goes to show how cool Court McGee is because dude goes out there. He's on a resurgence, right? Three fights in a row he's won, I think. Uh, and then uh, gets flatlined like this. And then next thing you know, there they are backstage taking photos together. How cool is that? What a sport, man. I freaking love the sport. I know. Serious, like, like what, what other sport do you get it's that? Fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was a quick fight. Jeremiah Wells, 11 and 2 now. So 11 and 2 now. Yep. Next, we'll go to another quick fight. Ricardo Hamos versus Danny Chavez. Dude, Hamos. He's been out for a while too, right? Because I remember his last fight. We were like, "Oh, I cannot wait to see him again." And then I feel like that was years ago. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, Chavez. Yeah, it was six months ago. Last week, <laughs> I was taking a look at the uh, the card, and I was like, "Oh, Danny Chavez, man." Exciting fights. Always down to yeah. throw down, you know? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, Chavez looks so hyped coming into this. Like, energy mm-hmm. off the wall, ready yeah. to go. Uh, Ricardo Hamos looked the opposite. Yeah. Just another day at the office. Mm-hmm. Let me be patient. Let me pick my shots. Yeah. Um, he said, let me pick that, my that favorite KO. shot. Let me pick my favorite knockout. Shot. Yeah, I wish there was better pictures because this is the best one they got. But... Uh, if you looked at that and were like, "Hey, that's a knockout," you'd be like, "How?" Uh, but the the way he sets traps on the cage, he it's not lucky. He's not going in there and, and he's like, "I'm gonna try to throw the spinning back elbow." This isn't the first time he's got the knockout. He's setting the trap to corner you in the way where he knows exactly how to throw it because he's, I mean, he just knows this. He knows this strike. I mean, I doubt he ever gets another one, but because uh, now everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, you're fighting him." Don't get corralled into the fence because you're going to think that this is just like, oh, this is just how we're moving in the fight. But he is putting you in a very specific position to land this spinning back elbow. And he does. And, I mean, instantly he was out just on his feet, just frozen for a second. And Hamos just turns around and just hits him like a heavy bag for a second. That was rough. I mean, because I mean, he, he's out. He's, he's out right there. Yeah. He was, it was just kind of frozen, like kind of teetering like a tree. And then meanwhile, yeah. Hamos turns around and was like, oh, you're still up? Bop, 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 bop. It's like, oh, well, my well, God. The ref also was like, is he? <laughs> yeah. It, and also it's Beltran, so. Yeah. Uh, he'll like, give I can let you die in there. Every opportunity in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was pretty bad. And with, uh, <laughs> with a spinning back elbow, that's mm-hmm. the second one. There's five spinning back elbow knockouts. <laughs> yeah, in the UFC, and he, he owns two of those. Yeah, that's so, wild. To your point, it's not an accident. It's not an accident. Don't lull yourself into the cage because he is putting you there. You're not choosing to go there. He is putting you there. He's literally lining you up. <laughs> fantastic, man. Fantastic. Another quick fight, though. Uh, yeah, so we can I mean, move on. how long was that? It was like... Uh, minute 12. Minute 12. Beautiful. Short minute and sweet, 12. just how we like it. Just like me. All right. <laughs> Next up, we have... Shout uh, out, Maria uh, Oliveira. Central Coast Fresh Fish. 
Fuck, I'm late. I kind of like this late night church episode. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, is that uh, Josh? I don't know if that's Coleslaw. Coleslaw, let me know if that's you. Because he used to cop, is, pop in it? as Josh Holtzclaw, but but yeah, well yeah, where are we at? Um, Maria Oliveira versus Gloria De Paula. Yeah, Spider Girl is that her nickname? I think so. Spider Woman. <laughs> Recognize this photo? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Great job cropping that for the family. Absolutely. Great job cropping it. But, uh, okay, what's my favorite thing, Will? Punches in bunches. Punches in bunches. Dude, (laughs) I was so excited. Uh, Olveda, I'm a fan. Yeah, so fun, dude. I'm a fan. Not because of the last photo, just because of the way she fights. Hey, coleslaw, baby. (laughs) It is. But dude, also like, <laughs> love that she's just squared <laughs> squared up. Yeah, just, and she just <laughs> launches nonstop. Like uh, Belfort did back in the day. Yes, yes. You know how Belfort used to close down. distance. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And dude, DePaula seemed overwhelmed the first round. Yeah, um, but then she cracked back. <laughs> yeah, she started making some necessary adjustments. Yeah, uh, knocking the mouth guard out. That Th- was this a is bit what... awkward too. A little bit awkward because because the ref didn't see it, and she's like, and the ref's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> he like took a sweet time, even though they were like, they weren't even in punching range, or st- like they were so out of range from each other. It's like, hey, now's the perfect time. And he's like, should I stop this? <laughs> All right, like, yeah, let's maybe. stop it. Yeah, but right. this is what I love. This is a fight where Oliveira is getting cracked like this, <laughs> and then look at her. This is after that. Dude, so much fun she in there. had this strategy where she licked the blood off her gloves yeah. and then throw a punch. Yeah. And so whichever hand she was licking blood off of, that's the hand she would throw next. And <laughs> I was like, so cool. hey, she's going to read that pretty soon. But she yeah, did it. I did it. Because I think the <laughs> I entire time, yeah, I think the entire time Gloria DePaulo was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What, why, why do you continue doing that? So she was so like, Taken back by her yeah. licking the blood off her her hands, that she didn't think like, oh, she's about to throw that the jab because mm-hmm. she just licked her left hand, or you yeah. know what I mean? Like, she's just like, what the hell? It was over three hundred strikes thrown by Oliveira. Wow, yeah, I mean, dude, it was fun. It was a very fun fight. Uh, De Paula was there for it too. You know, it takes two to tango, but uh, yep. not the not the tightest technique. From Oliveira, but no, very but exciting. Okay. Yeah, but it's okay because you know what? It made for a very entertaining fight. We're here Did for fun fights. Out? No, she didn't get knocked out. But you it, know yeah. what? It was a blast. It was a blast. <laughs> Dude, it was such a fun fight. I enjoyed yeah, that very fight. Fun like fight. I said, I, I'm a big fan of punches and bunches. And Oliveira mm-hmm. knew I was watching, and she's like, "Let me give him what he wants." Yeah. And what a performance! One one thing too is uh, Andrade comes out. Jessica Andrade comes out. She's in her corner, right? And mm-hmm. all I could think of is who better to train with if you're Oliveira than somebody who not only is a very different frame than you, so it's it's very good to get those reps in, but also someone who is very short and crisp and not a lot of wasted space, left hooks to the body, just nice. She's a tank, right? Um, no holes, really, from, from Andrade. So I'm excited to see kind of how Oliveira grows in that camp because – because if she can tighten up those holes, she, her her raw talent is definitely there. I'm excited yep. to see what's next for her. Me too. Me too. All right. Uh, we'll go on to the next fight. That looks uh, like some Matrix Kelly shit. Shaman. 
Eddie Wineland. Uh, yeah, pour one out. Eddie Wineland. Yeah, retired after this fight, right? As he should have. But, man, what a career. Eddie Wineland, back from the WEC days, just fun fights. That was his 40th fight, man. That's crazy. And it's not surprising. Dude's been in there forever. I mean, an absolute legend of the sport, really. But For sure. Uh, right out of the champ, right? For anybody that uh, yeah. didn't know. But, hey, Wasn't watching nice back to see then. Uh, Stamen get back on the wing call, yeah. though. I like Stamen. Uh, his last fight was to get knocked out by Nurmagomedov. Was that him? Uh, but, but, or was that Kelleher? Uh, let me see here. We have Saeed Nurmagomedov. Yes. Yeah. 18 choke. Before okay. that, he lost to uh, Marab Valdishvili. Hey, uh, a bunch of killers, decision. huh? <laughs> and before that, he lost to Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy Rivera? So, <laughs> and they're like, hey. You know he lost I, before that? Alex yeah. Maine Sterling. So, Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's fighting you're choosing killers, the guys man. to lose to. That's who you lose to. He's fighting killers. Um, no, but, dude, I Back the very Marley. first right hand yeah. that landed hurt Wineland, and it was over from there. I mean, look yeah. at that shot. And and props to Wineland. The chin held up technically, um, but it probably would have been better if it didn't because when he got cracked the first time, you could tell he was out of it. And Stamen just stayed on him and just followed him everywhere and was just beating him up everywhere it went until they finally had to stop it. And it was probably would have been better to just get knocked out on that first punch. Probably. But I I see this picture and it's a picture of uh, Stamen coming in with a massive right bomb and Wineland's eyes is just somewhere off in the distance. Staring off to the void. And all I can hear is the... uh, the sound of silence. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, just playing in the background, dude. Because for somebody, like you said, that's watched Wineland for a while, this is pretty uh, messed up to see. You'd like to see him get a win. But, but it, it might be a good thing because if he would have gotten this win, like going like, in, oh, he was telling – during the interviews, he was telling people that he still wanted to show people that he still had some fight in him. Yeah. Once this one, he probably continues stretching this out as long as he can. Um mm-hmm. You know, and it sucks to see him go out this way, but it, it's definitely time. It's definitely yeah, Coleslaw calls out the Sugar Sean O'Malley knockout. That was the one punch just out, out. And uh, that would have been better in this one than than what ended up happening. But that's not how the fight game goes. Uh, hey, you win some, you lose some. You know what I mean? You win some, you lose some, you know. Uh, Sometimes you're the hard hammer. World. Sometimes you're the nail. Yeah, speaking hey. of hammer and nail... Uh, oh, we dude, move on right. to the next one. <laughs> Win versus Haas. Win versus Haas. Shout out um, Gilroy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Would Win Darren Win be in the UFC right now if it weren't for DC? Oh. Right. I, think, I, I think this is one of those things where it was a favor to uh DC and the relationship that uh Daniel Cormier has with UFC, with the UFC brass, with Dana. Um, yeah. I mean, look, dude. I'm sitting here talking about Darren when he would kick my ass without oh, yeah. a doubt. The dude's a killer. But there's levels to this. Yeah. Well, dude, this matchup was fucking crazy. When they announced this, I was like, what are we doing? Phil Hogg is like, speaking of this Matrix is, shit. Dude, he, he, like, I know that reach isn't everything and size isn't everything, you know? Yeah. But when you're Darren Wynn and you get, okay, okay, okay. Let's put it this way. Okay. 
We talked about John Jones and yeah. his frame being perfect for his weight class and MMA. Yeah. We talk about uh, Adesanya and his, him mm-hmm. being perfect for the weight class because of his frame. He's long. He's lanky. Uh, he's tall. Kevin Holland at welterweight. <laughs> Absolutely. And then there's Darren Wynn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five, who's six, fighting and middleweight. And middleweight. Yeah. Small. He's stocky. The same division of Izzy. Izzy is six he foot is four. Perfect for rugby. Yeah. Dude. He's a great rugby player. Imagine him fighting Izzy. Izzy is 10 inches taller than him. It, this is nuts. What 10 inches. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's already in a terrible weight division. Uh, Haas, who, I, again, this is another guy that has a perfect frame for the division he's in, working yep. off his jab. And you talk about another fantastic performance. He couldn't miss. Flawless. Flawless performance. And I Dude, was, like it, was this the Haas, fight that would have thrown a jab with his eyes closed and he would, <laughs> he would have landed. Wynn would have fucking jumped into his into his hand. Like he yeah. just couldn't miss. Yeah. Was was this the fight that at the end of the first round they were like, hey, uh, so-and-so's at 76% striking accuracy right yes. now. Was that yes. this one? Okay, that yeah. Because it was, was crazy. Because right before the end of the first round, I want to say there was like 30 seconds left and they showed the stats and he was like at 72% or something yeah. like that. I he think was he, landing he, everything he was throwing. He landed more in the first round than he had in any fight in his career so far. I felt bad for Win. Me too. Dude, this is tough an as example now. of somebody being too tough for their own good. This like is saw, this like, is walking back to his corner. Yeah. This this picture right here was in the first round, and uh, rough. It did not end in the first round. How about the yeah. after the the fight? Did you, did you catch that? I I did, but before we talk about that, I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. Right. And when we talk about his frame, uh, okay, you'll see like a Wells. We talked about somebody that has the reach and mm-hmm. he extends because he knows he's going to land. Yeah. And then you have my guy over here in Windward. I don't know if you noticed, every single time he extended with the left, his right arm dropped so yeah. far down, so far down, and it just left him so wide open, man. And he just kept on going back to the exact same thing over and over again. Not to say that he didn't catch Haas at all during the fight, because he caught him a couple times mm-hmm. during some oh, yeah. exchanges where he responded. But I mean, he was dude, in it sometimes. And that's, uh, that's probably the like hardest thing as a fighter. But that's probably the hardest thing as a fighter, because then you're like, I can do this. You know? Because it's like... Even a little bit of success. I mean, you're concussed. You looked at the camera and you said, I could do this. And for some reason, your camera just zoomed in on you. No, right when yeah. you said that. Yeah, I, dude, I'm dead serious, man. You're I that or your aura. How, around I think that's just how intense out. I am. Oh, man, that's pretty good. You're good at it. <laughs> hey, what happened? We, we start going off the rails a little bit after an hour or what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that what it is? All right. Uh, but uh, you did see the uh, after the fight when DC got in the cage with him, with Phil Haas? So I didn't see it because uh, ESPN didn't show that ESPN Plus. Did you? Did you? Uh, did you hear I about it? I read about it. Okay. You picked uh, the wrong pony. Is that what he's told him? Yeah, Phil Haas was like, "You picked the wrong guy for Darren Wynn to fight, basically, because DC and Darren Wynn are clearly boys, right? He looks like a clone of him." And uh, I can't play it because it's a UFC feed, and I'm pretty sure they'll pull they'll pull the video down, which is fucking horseshit. But. Uh, DC's like, what'd you say? Because <laughs> he's going in there to, to uh, interview him, right? And he's like, what'd you say? And he's like, pick the wrong guy. I'm, I'm not the matchup. I'm not the matchup for him. And then <laughs> DC's like, do you think that I wanted this matchup? He's like, did you, d- after what just happened, do you think I wanted this? And it's like, damn. DC was probably like, do not take this fight. This is a bad fight for you. And still it happened, right? DC's not his manager. 
but just to see CDC say that was kind of crazy. And then, and then he was like, and then he said something else, Phil Haas said something else, and then he started trying to retract it. But then at that point, DC was off already. And he was like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have come at you like that. And he's like, he's like, hey, you didn't fight me right now. You didn't match up with me. You didn't just beat me. And Phil, and Phil Haas was like, yeah, no, my bad, my bad. And he's like, you did not just beat me. And it's like, DC's just terrifying. Like, he, it was- He's about so, to just rip his suit off, dude. And- it was, yeah. Yeah, I saw, I saw a comment that someone was like, damn, Phil, Phil Haas probably saw the singlet inside DC's suit and just <laughs> immediately retracted. I mean- Oh, man. Dude, what a, as, as soon as he's like, you didn't just beat me. And Phil Haas was like, oh, God, what did I just do? But, you know, he's in the moment. He just beat the brakes off somebody. And I feel like in that situation, the adrenaline that you have is probably so crazy when you win a fight like that. Um, just crazy. <laughs> Baby Drew says, I thought DC was going to grab homie's throat. That'd be the most Dude, gangster it, thing ever. Yeah, definitely try to find that video if you can. We can't show it, obviously, but it was it was something to be seen. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, reminded me of, it reminded me of when Colby beat somebody and then he's Bisping's interviewing him and he starts kind of talking shit about Bisping. He's like, the fuck did you just say to me? And it's like, Oh wait, yeah, these guys aren't just the guys interviewing. Like these guys yeah, are yeah, like yeah. champions, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, man. We'll go yeah. on to the last one here. Last one. Uh, we'll cover Roman Delize versus Kyle Dacus. Yeah. Uh, minute, this one, I, again. I came, I came so close to picking Delize because I am not that high on the Dawkins brothers. If I'm being honest, I was um, shocked that okay in our little like pick'em league that nobody mm-hmm. else had picked Dawkins because Roman Delize is an absolute you mean savage man. Because I think everybody yeah. picked Dawkins, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm oh yeah, yeah. I'm surprised everybody picked Dawkins. Nobody picked. Uh, I was Delize. so close. I was so close to picking him, uh, Delize, um, just because I think he had kind of one boring fight his last fight and everyone kind of just thinks he's a boring fighter, but he's had some, some good fights. Uh, but I, people just remember the last ones, um, the knee or the headbutt, sorry, was unfortunate. And, uh, I was kind of like, what's the rush here. They seemed like they were kind of trying to rush him to get back to the fight, which was a little weird. Um, and then kind of immediately after Delize pressured him against the cage and then caved his skull in with the knee. I mean, did you see him after? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I, I, mean, I think that he knew that that was a very hard uh, headbutt, might have been dazed a little bit, and he's like, yeah. I, I need to seize the opportunity. Yeah, and I mean, Dacus, what are we doing here? Two headbutts and two significant headbutts in, in uh, the last fight. His last fight was in Holland, right? He had one before, uh, no, one in between. One before his last one here. Let's pull it up right now. Uh, but yes, you're right, against uh, Kevin Holland. Yeah, the bad headbutt. Luckily for him, that time it worked in his favor, but it doesn't always. I'm not saying he's doing it intentionally, but yeah. So he you, uh, beat Jamie Pickett, and then okay. before that's when there was the no contest. Terrible fight, with, uh, Kevin Holland. Yeah. Lost to Phil Haas before that. Lost to Brendan Allen. Yeah, and those were beatdowns, right? From what I remember. But so he, yeah, headbutt happens. He knees him in the head, and how about Delize's face as he's going for the kill? Oh, scary individual. I mean, that is terrifying scary individual <laughs> that is terrifying uh and a little now 10 and 1 though yeah very good i should have picked him i was so close um oh well but kind of a graphic photo um of uh Dacus coming up here with his uh with his skull caved in uh mm-hmm. not good Orbital? for sure some yeah for sure 
all this is broken. All this. Had all of this stuff. All this stuff. Pop Sap versus yeah. Mirko Krokop. All right. Old hey, that was shit. it. We covered the entire card. That was it. Didn't leave it only took us out. an hour and 12 minutes. Jeez. Uh, moment of silence? Uh, yeah, moment of silence. Uh, nothing crazy. Um, I think... Oh, man, never mind. There's a lot. Uh, or no, that's the performance, performance bonuses. Uh, Marquez was supposed to fight Wellington Terman. Terman withdrew. Robocop stepped in and annihilated the Cuban Missile Crisis. And uh, Joe Lozon versus Donald Cerrone was pulled uh, night I'll before. i about that one again. Yeah, his knee locked up real bad. Did you see the video? No. Kind of crazy. Uh, knee locked up. Can't fight with that, obviously. Dana says, we are not going to rebook this because... This is not going to happen twice. And then it happened twice. I sh- it shouldn't happen three times. Uh, you're muted, by the way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I didn't say anything, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, in my throat, and I don't want to do it on the uh, mic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but that's it as far as fights canceled. Performance bonuses, though. This is the long list. Uh, so, Cater uh, versus Emmett got fight of the night. Um, I almost feel like that's kind of a... I don't know. Maybe... Yeah, man, that's that's a good fight of the night. Uh, Tim Means and Kevin Holland. Holland got a bonus. Buckley got a bonus for his beatdown. Robocop got a bonus uh, for his beatdown. Adrian Yanez got a bonus for his beatdown. Uh, Jeremiah Wells got a bonus for his one-punch knockout. Uh, Hamos got a bonus for his spinning back elbow. Stammen got a bonus for retiring Eddie Wineland. Phil Haas got a bonus for beating the absolute shit out of Darren Wynn. And Delize got a bonus for breaking Dacus's face. face. Yeah. A lot this of bonuses. This is how UFC has to do it, man. If they Whoa, want more... We're going to break our budget. Artists, this is the way to do it. Yeah. And this has been happening. This has happened now three times this year, I feel, uh, where everybody who got a finish gets a bonus. I think this is the third time. I know UFC London was one of them. I think there was another one, too, where they did this. And I feel like that is what you need to do. You give a bonus for finishes. Yep. I love Every it. Every time. I love it. All right, man. Anything else? Uh, yeah, we had uh, one of the most historic uh, kickboxing fights in all of kickboxing, and nobody could watch it. How about that? But you did. But I did. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. Uh, we won't go on too long about this because everybody hates this anime shit, but um, dude, Ryzen has a kickboxing, right? Rise. Tension is like a god. He's the prodigy. He's incredible. He fought Mayweather. That's what everybody knows him for. He lost. He cried. That's what everybody jokes about. But outside of that performance, he is absolutely incredible. He pulls shit off that I've never seen before. He is so top tier. And then Takiru, who is not quite as um, technical or technically sound, but the dude cracks, and he's the K1 champion, K1 kickboxing, absolute legend. Uh, Ryzen and K1 came together to make this fight, they called it the match. I mean, for people who don't follow, this is like if GSP fought Anderson Silva in their prime, or if Fedor came over and fought Randy in their primes. Like this is massive, so massive that the UFC's record for their gate, their ticket sales, seventeen million. When Conor fought Eddie Alvarez, seventeen million dollars. That's the UFC record all time. This was over twenty-five million on the gate absolutely massive 
we just don't know the fighters over here, so it wasn't a big deal here. But it is so massive. And Sakaki Bara, the guy that ran Pride, who got Pride dissolved because of his ties to the Yakuza, he runs Ryzen. And like two, two weeks before this fight, they're like, oh, hey, uh, Fuji TV is actually backing out. And everyone's like, why? And it's like, oh, uh, Sakaki Bara's ties to Yakuza still exist. And Fuji TV wants no part of it. And you're like, stop destroying all of these Japanese MMA organizations that you build up and they're so cool. Dish the Yakuza. So Fuji TV drops out. No national broadcast in Japan, which is massive because they don't have pay-per-views the same way that we have pay-per-views. It's not the same. It's all on TV. That's why everybody watches it. So no one can watch it on TV in Japan. And all the streaming services are backing out now because Fuji TV backed out. They don't want to be associated with the Yakuza either. So no international pay-per-view. Only one pay-per-view wow. exists of this fight, and it's in Japan, and they're very strict on VPNs, very hard to watch live. So I had to go to bed like a fucking idiot because it was in the middle of the night. wanted to watch it so bad. But luckily, it's the internet, so it's everywhere now online. So everybody needs to watch this fight because it was fucking awesome. They kind of fucked up. They made it three rounds. Probably should have been five. But usually a fight like this of this caliber, when it finally happens, you're like, everyone's too scared to go they're too scared to initiate right these guys go out there and they're fucking swinging it is so good like and the crowd i mean 26 million dollars they sold in ticket sales i don't know how many people there must have been like 50 50 60 000 people and it is electric every single action the crowd is going crazy it was so cool everybody needs to watch it tension versus takuru i don't care if sakaki bara fucked it up and it wasn't on tv it's a bummer I didn't get to watch it live, but it's also in Japan, so it's fucking middle of the night anyways. It exists still. It happened. And I'm so happy it happened because this was incredible. Everyone <laughs> needs to watch it. So good. Do, do we still have anybody listening? We have seven people listening. <laughs> go to go to Vimeo. Search Tension versus Takuru. It's on Vimeo. Watch that shit. Electric. I don't care. Everyone's like, oh, I don't know the I don't know these people in Ryzen. I don't know these people. Why am I gonna watch? Look. All these people, Yijiri Prohaska is the fucking champ now. Everybody loves him. But guess what? He had a whole career in Ryzen that you could have watched. But, oh, I don't know who he is. So I'm not going to watch him. And yet, now here he is and everyone loves him. This is all existing. This all exists <laughs> over there. Just fucking watch it. <laughs> this is hilarious. Hey, how, hey, are you tied with the Yakuza too? Fuck, I Tell wish, dude. Right now. Tell I me, wish. Dude, the way that you're pushing Ryzen... I think you got some ties with them. Bro, Yidri Prohaska. That's all you have to say to push Ryzen. Yeah. That type of shit exists. I you know? I just want to make sure people understand I'm not tied to Yakuza. <laughs> uh, yeah. But <laughs> awesome. Man. Awesome. Right. Dude, you sold it. I'll go watch it right now. I literally texted you the link. I know, dude. And I'll I was like, hey, we're going to talk it. about this. We're going to talk about this. It's It's like... It's three three-minute rounds. Yeah, it's so long. And I was like, we're going to talk about it. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. And <laughs> just still didn't watch it. <laughs> oh, dad man. Today, dude. All right, I man. get it, dude. Uh, happy hey, Father's happy Day. Happy Father's Day again to, to all the dads listening, right? Anybody that's tuning in. Maybe you're not tuning in exactly on Father's Day. So belated Father's Day to whoever tunes in later on. Uh, yeah. And again, if this is your first time watching us, and if you even remotely like our content, Please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We broke the 1,000 mark. We broke the 1,000 mark. Very cool. More than 1,000 subscribers. I mean, dude, when we started this, I did not think we'd be doing this two years later. 
and with a thousand subscribers. It's cool. Has it been two years? I think it's been it's it's about it's about to be, I think. Oh wow. Oh wow. Time flies when you're having fun, huh? Yeah. Talking about rising, getting shit on. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh what else? Let me see. Oh yeah. Social media. Yeah, at Story of the Fight everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, Reddit, Twitter. Um yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, do we want to preview the next episode that we'll be talking about next week? We're about an hour and a half in already. Armin Saryukin versus uh, Gamrot. Very good fight. There we go. There we go. All right. Thanks <laughs> Neil Magny versus uh, Shock, Shock Fight Rockmanov. <laughs> Dude, we could have done this instead of covering tension. Dude, Chris Curtis <laughs> versus Adolfo Vieira. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to another week. Of story of the fight. Shout out Coleslaw. Shout out Baby Drew. Baby Drew. Bruce Bob Bruce Trotter. Bob Trotter always coming through. I know Thank HLB Comer will be there soon. soon. Watching it later. Uh, shout out Andrew Toasty. Uh, fought for a lightweight title up in uh, SF Combat over the weekend. That's right. Respect. Jacob the Tiger just had a fight too. Another uh, story of the fight alum. Good times, man. Good times the last Good couple times. of years. Thanks yeah. for listening. Another week of story of the fight.